Hi there, it's podcast 67 from Football Anya, your home of Dutch football. As usual, you're either listening to us via SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube or Football Nation Radio. Make sure, as usual, you're keeping in touch with our social media and podcast outlet platforms, giving us a like if you enjoy our podcasts and subscribing wherever you are. I'm Michael Statham and I'm joined by Mike Bell, the Football Anya editor, to talk about plenty with the Eredivisie. RZ Alkmaar 1, Ajax 0. RZ go top of the table along with Ajax. Final 3, PSV 1. Plenty to talk about with that game as well. As well as Willem Twey's absolute resurgence to third on the table. And some questions thrown in too via Twitter. Some involving the Dutch national team too, with Euro 2020 ahead. Mike, the main talking point of this weekend. RZ 1, Ajax 0. Arzelagan joined up of the table with Ajax. It was a last-minute winner. What did you make of the game as a whole? And I think the question on many people's lips is, are RZ genuine title contenders now? Well, I thought the game was very even from the start. I don't think that either side really dominated proceedings when they both had chances. I think if you look at the Donny van der Beek one in the first half, they really should have scored. In the second, I think the AZ were the better team. And they had... A few shots blocked, um, and yeah, the in the end they got a goal in the 90th minute. Bodu, I think he his main criticism of him so far this season. He scored a lot of goals, but he also misses a lot of chances. And there's a few times where he got through and goal, and um, he tripped up once when he was when he was clear. Um, I thought it wasn't going to be his day, but yeah, he got ahead of Scurs, got a header in the the net, got a big three points for his side. And yeah, for me, they are genuine contenders now because if you look at what's happened to Ajax they've sort of went off the boil in recent weeks um, injuries are causing big issues for Ten Hag without promise and there is up front um, struggling for goals you saw it in midweek you saw it last week as well against Valm Tway you saw it midweek against Valencia there's um, something not going right right now for, for Ajax and Aza took advantage today and yeah if you can keep this up I don't see why they, they can't I think if January's coming up to winter break um, the only position I can see them needing to strengthen is the centre-back one. I don't think that Jordi Classy can be a, a long-term solution for there. But if they can add maybe a new centre-back and possibly a forward, then yeah, I think they can. Definitely can. Definitely challenge for the title. On the point you made about uh, Jordi Classy there with him playing at centre-back, he's not a centre-back at all, is he? He's quite a short player and lacks that height. And playing exercise Stein Valtons as well, who I think's probably only six foot himself, so not a a really tall defender, um, there will be teams that can cause other problems in the air. We've yet to see that though, haven't we? They didn't have many problems in the air today against Ajax, although Ajax didn't create many opportunities full stop, did they? And against Man United as well, in the end, United's pace was too much for Ajax rather than strength. Uh, so yeah, so far, Classy at centre-back has been an experiment which is paying off well. I'm assuming on a slot, Vaza manager's doing that because he wants to keep Coke Miners in midfield rather than putting class in midfield and dropping Coke Miners back, which has happened in the past. It's been a wise move and it's working quite well so far. Um, I remember that one tasty tackle towards the end of the match that happened um, today as we're recording, where Classy just cleaned uh, cleaned Huntelaar out from, from behind, only got yellow card, but that's what class is really good at, isn't he? You know, he got a yellow card there, but 
really winning the ball, um, rushing out of his centre-back positions into midfield to win the ball back. And with regards to the Ajax injuries, yeah, they've had three defeats in a week to Villante, uh, Valencia and now RZ, and they haven't scored a goal in any of the three of them. They're sorely missing Premes, Neres uh, and a host of other players. Although you'd think that there would be enough there to keep them going, but clearly, clearly not. And actually, Ziyech can't do it by himself. And I think Huntelaar as well is lacking the movement. His age is really showing at the moment now that he's being relied upon to play uh, whole games for Ajax. I think it's maybe a time to give a couple of the younger strikers in the squad a chance because I guess at least their eagerness is going gonna, is gonna to shine through and they can... Like, like Noah Long, for example, where he got a hat-trick in, in his full debut, it, it could be a, a, a risk worth, worth trying until they have the full squad back. Ajax right now are crying out for the winter break. So, you know, until, until that point, they've just got to keep going. And then when it gets to January, they can go full steam ahead again for the title and try and find some motivation for the Europa League because clearly they don't want to play in it, which is a shame because it's a competition that they could, could, could win. It's a really tough competition to win the Europa League. You need a lot of luck on the way. But it's something that they should be looking forward to rather than sort of complaining about. Although I suppose losing the Champions League group stage with one of the highest points totals ever accrued then to not get through is going to hurt. It's going to hurt the players. Um, finally, uh, Mike, with regards to the goal that I had scored the last minute, you know, you had Boadu sort of leaning back into Perskurs and um, I'm sure you want to address a lot of the things I was just talking about there, Mike. But the point about Boadu versus Scurs in the penalty area for that last corner, Boadu just sort of stood his ground. He has a bit, he has a bit of strength about him, but I back Scurs in that battle to win that ball and get it out of harm's way. Boadu just basically stood his ground and nodded the ball in. Should the defender do better there? Because I know a lot of Ajax fans and Netherlands fans as well have earmarked Scurs to be a potential centre-back of the future. And yet... He's losing that battle to Boadu, who's hardly a six foot seven, big body striker. No, I think it it was a bit of a. It was the 90th minute, the lack of concentration from Scurs there, um, who I thought had a really good game up to that point. He made a really, really good tackle on Boadu and it stopped him getting through on goal in the first half. And I think, yeah, he's still a young centre back, and um, yeah, he had a moment there that he should have really got in front of the ball. He didn't. He let Boadu basically back into him, which he shouldn't have done, and they paid the price for it. You know, Bordeaux shouldn't be winning headers against Paris Gers, but it's a really good cross, and yeah, you've got to credit Bordeaux for making the most of that situation. Um, for me, yeah, what you said was true about Ajax, they're waiting for the winter break to try and get some of these attackers back. You know, Ziyech can't do it all on his own, and you've seen that Dusan Tadic, who it was a revelation last season, he scored so many goals. He hasn't been able to do that in the second season yet. You know, he's only got seven goals in the Eredivisie. He only got three in the Champions League. You know, he was really their talisman last year and he was the one that was scoring constantly for them. Um, he's not been able to do it this season either. So it is the attack that's really struggling for Ajax because you know, defensively they're not horrific. Um, but they need to start scoring goals again. And without promise, who had that absolutely amazing link-up with Ziyech before he got injured, he was basically scoring every every game and there's money from Ziyech crosses. Do you think that having him back would bring the goals back? But, you know, you need to add other options. 
you know, spent a lot of money on Hassan Abande, um, who got injured last season. He's back for for Young Ajax, but I don't think he's doing much. Um, Noah Lang, you know, he didn't do much against Valencia. Sort of disappointed after you know, scoring his hat trick on his, his first start. Um, and yeah, you know, if you look at Young Ajax, the options there, you know, you've got a 17-year-old Sontia Hansen, who, you know, was a top goal scorer under 17 World Cup, and made his first appearances for Young Ajax and scored. Um, he's one for the future, but not for now. So, um, yeah, if these players are going to be out for a while, then maybe Ajax going to need to loan maybe a striker in, in January. Because they can't... If Ajax don't win the title this season, something's gone horribly wrong. PSV aren't anywhere near, near it. Um, Feyenoord aren't going to do it. You know, AZ have got a really young side who have, you know, the, the excellence of Bodu, Stengs, Idrissi and Coop Miners. But if one of them gets injured, you'd think they'd fall away. Um, so if Ajax aren't champions by the end of this the season and something's gone desperately wrong. So you think at the minute that Ajax should still be running away with a title come the end of the season or do you predict that RZ are going to be neck and neck from now on? I think it'll be a lot closer than I thought it was going to be a couple of weeks ago. Um, but I think Ajax should be winning the title. I hope that AZ don't draw points in stupid circumstances like they did earlier in the season and they lost at home to, to Herenvain. Um, they need to basically keep up their momentum, but they do have a very young side, so as the season gets longer, they're, some of their players are probably going to fall away. Um, I hope they don't, but I can see Ajax strengthening as the season goes on, and yeah, just um, I make them big favourites still. I still think that Europe could play a huge factor on the title race, especially in the situation we're in now, where I know that RZ as a whole, you know, supporters players and staff are going to actually feel that that, that win was um, it, it's, it's, it's monumental for the, for the whole season. It could start to make their season special because that belief it's going to give them will be unreal. They're level on points with the best defence in the league having only conceded eight goals in the league all season at the halfway stage. Uh, and yeah, they, they can they can go on now and, and in back in their, their, their home stadium I'm sure it's going to set out a lot more considering what's been happening with this special team. But yeah, Europe could play a big part. It depends who they're going to be drawing in the last 32, both RZ and Ajax, how much effort Ajax put into the Europa League. I'm sure they will, because uh, I guess one way of looking at it for their point of view is that they need to boost their club coefficient points for next season's Champions League seeding. And if RZ start going to, say, the last eight of the competition that's going to tire a very thin squad out already. So there's factors on for both teams there to consider, which could be could be huge in, in terms of what happens now in the title race. But yeah, what, what is for sure, we won't be seeing PSV or Feyenoord in the title race. Uh, but a, a really entertaining game, actually, played out between the two of them today. Final three, PSV won, um, as, as sort of like the second of the two sort of huge games in the Eredivisie this weekend. And... How poor were PSV again, Mike? That's two wins in 12 games in all competitions. It's pretty awful. Yeah. Um, the club have been awful for weeks now and something's got to change because they said a couple weeks ago that they're now focusing on getting second place, but if they keep playing like this, they're going to get nowhere near it. And um, you've got to say that there's teams now that could finish above them in third. I mean, Villain and Twitter are doing excellent. They're now third. Um, 
you know, Feyenoord are coming back. If this PSV side don't improve, then yeah, they're not even going to finish top three, four. Um, you got to look at them now getting rid of Mark Van Bommel. I think that he's done all he can on this side. You can see that the players aren't confident anymore. They're hopeless all over the pitch. Defensively, they're awful. Um, Burgess for the header. Today got ahead of Schwab, um, which shouldn't have happened. He was just not in it. Um, Dumfries gave away a stupid penalty, um, tugging back Sinistera, and he's meant to be the captain. You know, it's all over the pitch. They're just lost, and they've lost their heads again today. And you just can't see it improving under Mark Van Bommel. Um, they had chances to score. Vermeer made a couple of good saves, but they're just blunt all over the pitch. Um, a big blow for them would be Malin went off injured again. Hopefully that's not too serious. But our midfield doesn't exist, and their defence is awful, and they can't score goals. You just can't see it ending well. And even he brought Pereiro off the bench uh, with probably about 20 minutes to go. He scored an absolutely brilliant goal. You've got to wonder why. If he's making cameos off the bench and he's looking like a great player, why is he not playing more? Um, yeah, I don't see why Rosario is still getting in the team. He's had an absolutely awful campaign. I don't know why he's starting games now. Um, you know, they're relying on somebody like Hatrin, who's only 17. And he can't do it, do it himself. Gutierrez isn't playing well. It's all over the pitch. They've got so many problems. And yeah, I fear for them right this moment because if they keep Mark Van Bommel, it's going to be an awful, awful season for them. Yeah, you just can't see it going on with Matt Van Mar- 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 at the helm because it, it doesn't look like it's going to get any better. I suppose one thing that might kind of save him is if the PSV boards and supporters cast their minds back to when Giovan Bronckhorst was manager of finals and he lost, was it, what was it seven or eight games in a row? And I think they were all in the league. But he still turned the season into a very positive one because final finished third and won the Dutch Cup, um, as far as I can remember. Uh, and Vobron, of course, went on to win quite a few competitions with final without actually sort of progressing the squad. So it's up to you, I suppose, whether you think Van Bronckhorst was a success or not. But yeah, Van Bommel was in a very tough time with PSV, but he could still turn it around. I just think it's very hard to see at the moment. On the point about the young players that impressing for PSV, they are... You've got a handful of young players that are doing their best, but it's the experienced players around them that just really aren't putting their socks up, aren't putting their weight. And I wonder if that's... Well, yeah, you know, it is. I, I do think it is Van Bommel's leadership from the top down that's just not going well at all. I've spoke about it early in the season, about how there's a lack of leaders in that squad and the choice of captain this season really stood out for me because Rosario shouldn't have been picked. He's a very young midfielder and I don't think he was ever been a vocal player on the pitch. So who else should it have gone to? And then I, I thought it would have gone to Daniel Schwab because having returned um, triumphantly back to PSV, win, come back and win the league with them. Um, but no, actually, he's been making mistakes left, right and centre and hasn't been reliable at all. Hasn't been playing a lot of games PSV. So then why is Dumfries getting the captaincy? Because for me, again, I don't see him as a leader. I think he's actually someone who's quite petty. I think he's someone that complains quite a lot to referees. Um, and again today, he made a poor mistake to give away the penalty against Feyenoord. A big worry as well for Netherlands fans if Dumfries is going to be making mistakes like that. Because he's going backwards at the moment. He's not going forwards. Yeah, um, Dumfries is a big worry. 
maybe looking at last year, him being the standout right back for the Netherlands for, for years to come, but he's had an awful season so far. But you can say that for the whole PSV side. If a new manager comes in and confidence comes back into the side, then maybe he'll improve. Um, but I just can't see it going on. I, you just have to think that before the winter break, PSV are going to decide to to sack Van Bommel. They've just got to because they're basically risking their season right now by keeping them on. Um, you had the excuse before that you know Malin and Bergwijn were injured, but they're not now, and they've been playing for the past couple of weeks, and there's not been a, a great improvement. Yeah, they hammered, was it Fortuna Sittard last week, but Fortuna Sittard are, are not a great side, and you should be beating them maybe 4 or 5 now at home. Um, you saw it on Thursday. They said that they wanted to help the Dutch coefficient by getting a, a good result in the last Europa League game, but they got held to a 1-1 draw against Rosenborg, and at the end, Rosenborg really should have won the game. So, yeah, I think that you know, PSV are a, a real problem this season. Um and it can only go one way. Sure. No, you're right. And um, before I open up with some Twitter questions that we have, um, I've got a question for you, Mike, and that's, well, where, where do final go now? Because that's a really good win against PSV. But how many times have we seen that this season and last season where they can go and pull out a magnificent performance against one of the bigger teams? Even this season, you know, you like beat them to Porto in the Europa League. But then they might go away from home or the next week, they'll play dreadfully <laughs> and it's back to square one. Is, is, is this it for final now? Are they going to go on a positive spiral of results? You hope so, but and there's always the the home factor, you know, final are a different side at the Cape than they are away from home. And they seem to always be able to, to pick up against some of the better sides. Um, so just need to wait and see. It's the away games against the, the lower to mid table sides that they need to improve in. But I think this is a big, big confidence boost in when they've got Jorgensen back and um, fit, they're looking good um, going forward. Burgess is in good form. So And Lewis Sinistera is a real big, big talent. Um, I really enjoy watching him at the moment. Um, apparently a lot of scouts were, were there, keeping an eye on him and uh, caught you in midfield. So yeah, I think that if Feyenoord can build on this victory, get a good run of results going, then they come back into contention for third spot because I think that you know, AZ and Ajax, right now, you, you'd think that them two are battling out for first and second, whereas the, the battle for thirds between four or five teams at the moment with um, Willem Tway currently occupying it. Yeah, I, I really like um, Sinistera at Feyenoord. I've, I, I pointed him out at the start of the season and just thought that he needs to then add more parts to his game because he's becoming very good um, being pacey and tricky um, and looking to be direct into the strikers or going for goal himself. But yeah, he just needs to improve his output and that's now beginning to happen, which is an, an important step for him at Feyenoord. And yeah, then the scouts can really start to get their, their heads into to who he is as a player and maybe for their clubs, he, he can be an interesting option. But yeah, the final has still conceded the most goals in the top half of the Eredivisie. And um, it's that's probably their, their target area now because the goals are coming in when Burkhouse is on form two, that always helps. Jorgensen still has some work to do but can be a very good striker on his day. So you're just looking for that back four to return to fitness when they need Karsdorp back and Haps back. So I thought you know, Jesse on Haps was having a very good season, by the way, at Feyenoord until he got injured. Um, and then, who knows? Yeah, third place could be what they're, they're aiming for. Time for some Twitter questions. And I think the first one fits into our conversation we're having right now. And 
That is the battle for third place. Villain and Tway are third place. Who would have thought at the halfway stage of the campaign? Uh, Abdul asks, can Villain Tway win third or maybe even second position this season? What are your thoughts, Mike? Can they sustain this form? Because I think they've been fantastic. Yeah, I think they have been great in recent weeks. You know, the, the win at Ajax last weekend was, was fantastic and they've won three on the bounce. You know, another away win at Heronbeen this week. They're a, they're a revelation this season. Um, I think they've got a really good young side. Adri Costa's done really well in charge of them. Um, going forward, they've just got some great talents up front. Um, Pavlidis, the striker, is, is chipping in with goals. You've got Chain on the way to, to you know, he's a sign from Ajax. The season, but I think the the main one is um, Mike Trezor and Dashimi. Um, I've probably butchered that name, but he's on one from uh, the Belgian forward. Um, he's been an absolute sensation for them. Um, he's got an absolute wonderful goal against Herenveen, smacked into the top goal score, uh, top corner. And he's only twenty years old. He looks a very very big talent. Um, and yeah, I think that they can challenge for a European playoff spot. I think that second is. Um, a bit out of the league. I think that AZ and Ajax are both better than them. But I think if you see that PSV and, and Feyenoord keep dropping points, then yeah, I don't see why they can't challenge for, for third. Um, but yeah, top six, seven is definitely going to be on the cards for them. And who would have thought as well, given the sales have had to make in the past, um, what was the name of that fellow they had before, the, the big striker who went to go and play in Spain? Uh, do you mean Fransol? Or, oh, um, Isaac, Isaac, Alexander Isaac. Yeah, Alexander Isaac, Isaac and, and he he was exceptional for them, but was almost contributing with too many goals and assists. So then when he left, yeah, it was back then to, to France. So um, again, they were a bit too over-reliant on him. But now with Pavlidis, uh, who's gone from attacking midfield into being a striker, that's actually been an important step for them because they don't have to rely on Pavlidis for all of the goals. They don't also score loads and loads of goals. I've now watched actually um, three Villanueva games in a row, the Sparta 4-0 win, 2-0 win at Ajax and the 2-1 win at Hedenvain. And they, in the past, have been a little bit um, lacklustre in away games. Uh, but no, they're, they're really picking up the... I think what what it is is they're getting quite motivated and and getting excited with their season. The confidence is building amongst all the players that they're really giving a go against every single team, and that's why they've won those games. Yeah, Pavlidis is is becoming a, a great target man in attack, and I think he might he had a really good go at his name there. I think it is Andayashimiye. Uh, well, I think I said it even worse than you might, <laughs> but. Yeah, I, I didn't think much of him, to be fair, when he first came into the side. Um, he's unknown from NEC Nijmegen, and I didn't think he contributed too much. But no, now I can start to see why they've gone for him and why they signed him, because he's a very tricky player. And has just been electric on the right-hand side. Mats Kohler is, is becoming a decent player as well on the left. But what's been the, probably the most impressive side, thing about this side now is their defence. Jordans, Peters and um, Holman, the two centre-backs, are becoming a great partnership. And who'd have thought as well that Bart Newcope coming from Feyenoord is above his old side in the table. And he's did a great job at right back. Uh, you know, he was cast aside because he was just quite having quite a few poor games for Feyenoord. And now he's coming back from injury really well. And we're starting to see the good side of Newcope again. And one more, the goalkeeper, uh, Timo Velenruter. Timo, Timo Velen 
I think I can say his name, um, not so good at German, who at one point was a very young goalkeeper, just thrown in to the Eredivisie. And he made a lot of mistakes, didn't he? But not now. He looks a lot more com of a composed goalkeeper. And yes, I do think Valente are genuine contenders for third place. And it could go on for a long time in the season now. Yeah, I think it. You can say that for a lot of these sides. Um, you try to go another win today, you know, you'd think the test will eventually improve. Um, what's going to be big for all of them is the, the winter break in the January transfer window, because there's a few of them that could definitely challenge if they get a couple of areas of their sides strengthened. I think that. But Bill and Toy are one of the sides that seem to have a strong squad and maybe don't need to add anything to it. Um, maybe another striker if Pavlidis to give him a bit of competition. But yeah, I think they're looking very strong at the moment. And if it keeps up, then why can't they benefit from other sides that just aren't performing? In my opinion, I actually don't think that the other teams are going to be quite as close because, well, PSV obviously will be contenders for third place. But then um, Utrecht, they just have some really abject performances when they should really win games. I think that game against Ekasiv Olvik really said that. Final will be up there as well. I'm looking down the table. But for me, Hidden Vane, um, just, yeah, I, I, I don't know if, if they're going to sustain what they have been doing so far. They've really improved as a team, but they're not consistent. And in the past, they've had defensive issues, but so far this season, Sven Vopman's actually really stepped up from his time with young Ajax and he's impressing with Hidden Vane. He could be one for Ajax maybe next season. Vitesse, I think, are falling away and are now looking at a mid-table finish. So, yeah, may maybe Vintoy really do have a chance amongst those clutch of teams that are normally outside of a traditional top three, four to compete now. I think I'll move on to the next question, which is about Eric Ten Hag. A really tasty one, actually, because it's how Ajax now deal with their season and looking into next season. It's from Will. Uh, will the Ajax loss in Europe get knocked out of Champions League? Um, is is Eriksen Haag now surely gone at the end of the season? Because I, well, just if, as a little part of my two cents here, Mike, I think that Ten Hag was gone at the end of the season anyway, no matter what happened with Ajax this season. But surely now with dropping out of Champions League, he doesn't want to be motivated to continue? Yeah, um, I totally agree with that. But I think he's only going to go if the right club comes in for him. So it remains to be seen what jobs are available in the summer. I think that after the season he was going to go, if there's a Bayern Munich, for example, um, you know they've still not decided who their next manager is going to be. If they wait until the summer and that job's still going, then Ten Hag will definitely want to go there. He's made no... Um, What's the word? Secret? Yeah, he's made no secret um, of the fact that he would love to go back to Bayern Munich. He was in charge of the reserve side and I think he would jump at a chance to to go there. He said that he wouldn't leave before the end of this season, um, which is why no links with Everton are just stupid. Um, he's not going to go there now. Um, but at the end of the season, anyone's fair game. I think he's he's done as much as he can with his Ajax side, basically taking him to the semi-finals of the Champions League last year. And he wants a new challenge. And I think that that's definitely going to come after the season. But if no big clubs come in from then you can't rule them out. Staying for maybe another half season, I think that now he's going to stay until the end of the season, but if no job comes in from in the summer, then he could stay for a couple of months until somebody gets sacked and then eventually move on. But I think that you're definitely not going to see 
Eric Ten Hag in charge for all of next season, I don't think. Agreed. Uh, another question we had on Twitter was, is the title race over for PSV, considering the decline of Ajax lately? Uh, I think we've covered that enough already. I think PSV are going to be struggling now to get into the top two. Um, another question from Chris. Have you guys seen any of Vincent Janssen recently uh, with Monterey? Uh, he looks impressive in the two legs I saw um, before he got injured. Yeah, I haven't been keeping in, in, in touch with Vincent Janssen's form. I, I kind of lost quite a lot of hope with him, unfortunately, because he decides to leave Europe. Have you been keeping tabs on him, Mike? Yeah, I've seen that he scored quite a few goals recently. Um, you know, early in the season, so he scored a few, but they were mainly penalties. And there's a time when he was in and out the side. He was getting benched for a wee while, but in the semi-finals of this Mexican um, playoffs that they do after the regular season, he scored in both legs. Um, it's just a shame that he's got injured because they're now in the Club World Cup. And I think they won yesterday. They could eventually come up against Liverpool and he wouldn't be able to play because he's injured, um, which is a shame because that's the platform for him. But I don't think he's... I don't think he's set Mexico alight since he's gone there, shall I say. Um, so I don't think there's going to be always a club's clambering to bring him back to Europe until maybe we see him next season and see if he can score loads of goals because he saw what happened to Gignac when he went over there and he scored tons of goals you know Vincent Janssen's not done that so if a, a club is going to come in for him in the future he's going to have to start you know banging him in regularly and he's not doing that right now but it's definitely an improvement him scoring in both the semi-finals and I hope he does get his form back because his time at Tottenham was just atrocious I think he totally destroyed his confidence um, it was a bad move from you know, both, both sides. He shouldn't have left after only one season with his head. Um, and Tottenham shouldn't have signed him because I don't think they really did their homework on him. And he never should have went there because they already had Harry Kane anyway. So it was a stupid move for him. And it's you know it's damaged his career. And But I hope to see him get back to somewhat of form. I would have tipped a few of the Dutch clubs to sign him in the summer. But he didn't. He's gone to Mexico and... Yeah, um, good luck, Tom, over next season. So for you, there's not going to be too many surprises now in the Netherlands squad. There's a friendly, two couple of friendlies announced against the USA and Spain in March. Both are played in the Netherlands, so plenty of opportunities there for Dutch fans to go and watch the Dutch national team. Uh, are, the, are these two, two good friendlies for the Netherlands, Mike? Are they going to really test the Dutch before the Euros? Yeah, I think the one against Spain is an exciting one. Um, a home against them in Amsterdam. Now they won that game and they played again just each other four years ago in a friendly and the Holland won it 2 0. I think that you know games against Spain have gone up in um rivalry since the, the World Cup final and then the last World Cup game that you know, that famous fan Percy go and they, you know that started somewhat of a decline for the Spanish national team so I think that games between the two nations now are I want to look forward to um, and the USA one you know that's going to be played in Eindhoven and um, don't usually see Netherlands games there but it's a good chance for them to fill out that stadium um, and it's been given a bit of extra since Sergino Dest decided to, to play for them over on the Netherlands so it's going to be yeah I think two very good friendly matches and ones that can help Kumin decide 
who deserves a place in this final squad because right now there's a lot of question marks over especially spots in the attack and um, so yeah I think Cummins got a, a big job on his hands deciding who makes that final cut and yeah these games are going to help him. And do you see now Cummins might take him any risks with this squad because we spoke about Janssen there but are there any opportunities for play, players such as him to get into the squad now? I'm also looking at the right back position where Dumfries is having a tough time. Veltman is often criticised with Ajax. Can you see changes in these positions still? I think there's always opportunities for players to come from nowhere and be a surprise. I think that the right back slot is one that's up for grabs. You know, if Kenny Tete starts playing week in, week out for Leon, he becomes a contender again. If Rick Karsdorp can start doing the business for, for Feyenoord, then he also comes into the equation. Um, then you've got Joel Veltman and Dumfries, who has the position at the moment. Um, I think he's got four decent options there. And yeah, he needs to whittle that down to two before the tournament. Um, yeah, and then you look at you know, AZ's youngsters, you know, Vindal. There's the argument that he's possibly one of the best left-backs that everyone's have at the moment. And if Haps comes back a final, that's another option. So yeah, he's got plenty of options, but Vincent Janssen, no, I can't see him getting back into the squad. I think that you've got quite a few forwards vying for that position. I think Boadu keeps scoring. Um, I know he misses a lot of chances, but he keeps putting the ball in the net, which is going to do him massive favours going into that. I think he'll be the one that will be really hoping to, to break into the squad. And you've got, obviously, Memphis Depay, um, Luke De Jong, and Val Verkos, so the other options up front and yeah I think there's a lot of competition for places and I think there will be a few surprises between now and him announcing the squad maybe in May June time um, we just need to wait and see but I don't see Vincent Janssen get back into it No well the excitement's beginning certainly for your 2020 and the Eredivisie title race too so lots to look forward to with Dutch football coming up uh, thanks John and Mike and thanks everybody for listening please make sure you give us podcast to like wherever you are and subscribe if you haven't already. Thanks for listening. That is back up! That is back up! That is he! Yeah! 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 That is he! Yeah! Yeah! That is Klaassen! Goal!